0: Again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Digging It, the volleyball video podcast hosted by yours truly, Eric Ritchie. So glad you're joining us on unbelievably, what is this, episode five? I'm losing track. It's been an awesome first month. We have had some spectacular guests, and today is absolutely no different. As usual, we'll have a high school coach, a a college coach, as well as an under-the-radar segment for high school We're going to speak to 21-year Newman head coach Colleen Lorzell. On the college ranks, we're going back to the beach. That's right, sand volleyball. And Sean Taylor, the head coach of Southern Miss, getting ready for their first fall tournament of the season this weekend at UAB. For our Under the Radar segment, We go very close to the VSN headquarters here in the River Parishes and check in with Destrahan's Kyra Morton. She is a junior outside, and she is electrifying. Definitely college material. We're going to find out more about Kyra coming up in just a few minutes. But first, let's, as we always do, lead off this show. Our opening serve is going to be high school volleyball. And for that, as promised, we bring in Newman head coach, Colleen Lorzel and coach Colleen. What a year it's been already. First of all, congratulations to the show. Thanks so much for being a part of this. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Man, it's a lot to get to, and we're going to get to specifics in a bit, but just overall, the unbelievable start. I think 26-2 and now. You won 21 consecutive uh, matches. Number one team in Division 4. What's the start of this season been like for you and Newman?
1: It has been so much fun. I have a great group of seniors, two of whom, Zod Nelson and Jessica Miller, have been with me since they were in eighth grade. Um, and I've gotten to teach them in PE since they were in sixth grade. So, uh, you know, it's, it's real special. Just a great group of kids who are working hard. They set some real high expectations for themselves for this year. Um, and they're working hard for it. Um, they've taken the group of underclassmen and really, um been great with them, been tremendous leaders and and so to see that um, this culture that we've been working to to rebuild after we had a little rebuilding period, and um, it just is all the pieces are coming together.
0: That's awesome. That is tremendous stuff. and again, we'll get more specific into this season and this year's team in just a bit. but first, let's talk about your volleyball background. How did it all start with you playing volleyball and getting this volleyball bug?
1: <laughs> so funny. I um was in
0: fifth grade
1: and my dad said, Hey, I signed you up for Cajun Land Volleyball Clinic. And so um I had no idea what it was all about. I'd played softball and basketball and um I went and did this clinic and Lou Pusiger and you know Larry Scott and some old volleyball names were there and just immediately I fell in love with the game. Um by the time I was in eighth grade, I was playing travel and had a really fun team. We stayed together for pretty much our whole high school time. And the seven kids who were on our club team, everybody went to go play college volleyball um, and wow. play to the next level. So yeah, so it was just, it was a great experience. It was really fun. I have as many memories from the hotel rooms on the trips, as I do on the court. Um, and, you know, we went on and we're all at, we were all in each other's weddings and, and have still to t- today, great
0: relationships. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit more specifically about uh, the club team, your high school and how you wound up in the big 10 and at Purdue.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, you know, was fortunate, actually, Julie Hartley, who's coaching at John Curtis was, my high school coach, along with Debbie Sergi for two years. And the second two years was Julie. Um, and so I just learned a tremendous amount from them um, about hard work and, um, you know, and volleyball. And with that, coupled with my experience in club and then my family's a sporty family. My my grandfather actually played five sports at Tulane before going on to law school from there. And my dad was an athlete at Jesuit and won some state championships. So I think I just kind of grew up playing sports and competing. Um, and, you know, it was it was probably like my sophomore year in high school, I was like, I am loving this. I wanna keep doing it. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have um, some offers And I knew I wanted to play at the highest level I could and just see how I could compete. And um, so I had a great opportunity to go on and play. It was it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. You go to Iowa State first, though, before Purdue. And we're going to get into Purdue because I'm a Purdue Boilermaker lover. I didn't (laughs) go there like you did. But I covered the Boilermakers along with the the era that you were there with your husband, Jason. But talk about Iowa State and then the transition into the college game and then eventually winding up as a Boilermaker.
1: Yeah, it was great. I had a great experience at Iowa State, um, you know, learned, we we wound up, um, we were competing at the Big Eight, in the Big Eight at the time. And, um, you know, we wound up having a really strong team. We, I think our, my junior year or sophomore year, my sophomore year, we wound up losing to Notre Dame to go to the Sweet 16. Um, and so I just got to see some high level volleyball um, great coaches, great foundation, and um, they actually decided to move on and they were going to emphasize the volleyball program in Iowa State that year. So I said, you know, I'm going to be a senior, but I don't want to, I- I've had a great experience here. I've loved it, but I want to see where else I can go. So luckily I had a good junior year, some good stats, and I had some good options. Um, and I knew I wanted to try and stay up at that level, And so the Big Ten offered me a great opportunity, and I went on to play for Joey Vrizzell, who was a national team setter, um, and Ruth Lwanson, who won a silver silver medal in the Olympics and was an outside hitter, Um, and then made some great friends and met my husband there. So it was a great experience.
0: Now, at that same time, I'm having a great experience myself. My dad went to Purdue. My brother went to Purdue. I was going to go to Purdue, was accepted, but their communications department, not so good. So I ended up going to Clarion University of Pennsylvania, always rooting for Purdue. But in 97, I got a chance uh, professionally to come back and cover Purdue, uh, the first year of Joe Tiller, first year of Drew Brees, and your husband was there. And I remember, I mean, I was hardcore Boilermaker fan as a reporter, probably over the edge a little bit. And um, I remember interviewing your husband, Jason, uh, linebacker for the Boilermakers, and, and what a great run that was, four consecutive bowl appearances. Purdue hadn't been to a bowl game in, in you know over a decade, but it's funny because Jason and and Drew Brees, very good friends during that time, and I know through the years with Drew here at the Saints and Jason and you down here and Brittany, I mean, you guys stayed very, very close and even had a chance to go back to Purdue together not too long ago to see Dave Shondell and those current Lady Boilermakers.
1: We did. They're so fun to watch, Um, and actually a former teammate of Jason's uh, son, I mean, I'm sorry, daughter, um, Roosevelt Colvin's daughter, Raven Colvin is oh, the middle. It's yes. just, yeah. So that was, um, that's really fun that, that she's there. And then, um, their freshman sensation, Eva Hudson, Ava Hudson is, um, just doing so well. And she actually is the daughter of a player who I didn't play with, but some of my teammates got to
0: play with. So, um, you know, lots Tell of tradition. Us. Tell us about this, uh, homecoming for yourself, Drew and Brittany Breeze and your husband Jason, who I think Coach Shondell is probably blocking out in that picture.
1: Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. He's sitting right there to, to my right. Uh, but, um, you know, we got to, we were in town. We always try and catch a football game. Um, and we got to go back and see them play against Minnesota. Um, and so they he came over and said hello before the game. It was so fun to see. Um, And, you know, Brittany and I were friends all through college. So it's it was fun to be there with her and just kind of remembering the, the good old days.
0: That's great. Uh, When you sent me that, I was like, that is a whole, that's a keeper. That's a framer picture. That is awesome. And I know Jason's probably upset he's not in there, but I'm sure he got in some other great pictures during the week. Okay. Let's talk about your transition from player to coach. And when I saw you this past weekend at the Terrebonne Lady Tiger Classic, I was surprised to realize that you had been coaching at Newman for 21 years. So how did you go from, from player to coach?
1: Um, so when I graduated, I said to myself, well, I know, you know, it had been a long road and I transferred and, um, and it was fun, but it was exhausting. And so I said, you know, I know I don't want to coach. I'm going to do something different. I started interviewing for jobs. Um, And I was like, what am I doing? And then I had uh, a friend, Meg Fitzgerald, who was the head coach at the University of Central Florida. And she called and said, hey, I'd love you to think about coming and coaching with me. And I was like, I've got to be really upfront with you. I don't think I want to coach. And she was like, I appreciate your honesty. Come on out. Worst case scenario. We have a fun weekend together. Best case scenario. You love it. And you come. And so sure enough, (laughs) I went and I was like, I am crazy. This is exactly what I want to do. I love this. Um, and so I got to coach with her for two years, um, and had a blast doing it and learned so much. So I was in Orlando and, um, Joanne Skirdich reached out. My sister was a senior at the time and, and she said, you know, I think this is going to be my last year. I'm going to retire. Would you have any interest in coming back to New Orleans and, and interviewing for the position at Newman? And my initial initial reaction again was, oh, you know, I don't think so. I'm really happy. I really like it here. And and I'm having a great experience. And then I started thinking about it. And I said, you know, being at Newman, Newman's a great school, a strong tradition, a great athletic department, amazing support, great kids and families. And so I would be crazy not to think about that. So I went through the interview process and then here we are 21 years later, still loving every minute and thankful that you. I made that
0: choice. That's awesome. That's, that's that's a great backstory right there. And and I know Newman is very glad you made that choice. And especially uh, this year, we talked about it. You're 26 and two, I believe. We got a chance to see you myself firsthand at uh, Terabone. Uh, down in Homa this past weekend at the tournament. But let's go ahead and show some video of, uh, of a win against Ben Franklin that was just an unbelievable win actually on the road for you. But this was, this was the time that I realized that, that your team, the players you talked about, Zah Nelson and uh, Jess Miller, the seniors, there's the, 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 the youngsters. We can see Caroline Bame and um, Jesse Lambert. Talk about this year's team in particular. You talked about the culture earlier, but man, this team seems like it is meshing very well. Very confident group on the floor with Ella Falavino in there as well. Yeah, we
1: really we've got a good group. We've got ten returning players, so um, their expectations and their knowledge of the culture and the, the you know the goals that we wanted to accomplish this year. Um, you know, basically we came in in August and hit the ground running. Um, so, you know, they, they've taken the three new kids who is, uh, one is Catherine Lapaire, who's a setter um, right. and will look to replace Jessica next year. Um, one is um, Kingsland LaBougeoise. So she's our our um, Libero sister. So it's fun for them to be able to play together this year. And she's just been, you know growing and she has improved so much this year it's fun to watch she's going to be ready to take over for her sister next year and then um we have our freshmen our two freshmen um who are you know caroline bame comes in from middle school at newman and then jesse lambert came in from from um, trinity where we get a lot of kids who come to newman for high school Um, and so they, um, just have been great additions. We knew, um, that Jesse, you know, not having her been at Newman this whole time, we knew that she was a great athlete. I've actually gotten to see her play softball, um, out at Carrollton boosters. And when I saw her play softball, I said, that is a kid I would love to coach. She was just a total leader on her team. So competitive, Um, just on the, on the, on the softball field, she was organizing her teammates. Um, her communication was incredible. And I want to say she was in like fifth or sixth grade the first time I saw her compete. And I was, you know, just like, this is a great kid. And this is a kid I need to have in my program. So luckily she chose Newman for high school and, um, she just came in and her, her ball control was so much for, you know, you never really know when a kid makes that jump up to high school, if they're going to be able to, to carry the weight of the ball control piece, sometimes they'll be good hitters, but when they come in and they can, can play defense and they can pass, um, you know, those high level serves, um, it just, it, it was a pleasant surprise. We had a hunch that she was going to fit in pretty early, but, um, seeing the way that she's, she's come in and had a tremendous impact has been really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I've seen that on the softball field, too. Both Jesse and Caroline were teammates with my daughter, Emma, at Carrollton. And I saw Jesse make a play on an approach where she readjusted uh, in midair and make a shot cross court into the back corner. I'm like, my goodness, that's a freshman good things coming up with Newman. Yeah. Hey, real quick, Coach, before we let you go, we want to bring in our Power 10, our VSN Power 10. want to get your take on some of these teams that you've had a chance to see and uh, even follow from afar, but obviously we got Newman at number six uh, jumping in. You've had three consecutive 7-0 and weeks leading up to the this week, and I know a tough match against Dunham already this week, uh, but you do get to play your alma mater. You get a Sacred Heart later this week on VSN. So kind of just take us through this this uh, week six rankings and, and, and your take just as a, as a high school volleyball coach.
1: Um, you know, I think volleyball in Louisiana has gotten really strong. It's, it's a good group of teams this year. Um, and I think there's a lot of parody. I think, you know, St. Thomas more and Dominican are are, I think probably clearly the top two teams and, and um, you know, that top five is, is, um, is really strong. Um and I think probably hasn't changed that much, right? i'm looking at it right now yeah basically. i mean
0: these we released this yesterday and then of course there were games mount carmel lost to hannon in straight sets We're actually steamrolled by the hawks it was a, a very impressive effort from becky bonafee's team um and then uh you have down at the bottom parkview baptist getting healthy and playing very very well uh laurel cassidy jency dewey's um you know players that are getting healthy at the right time they look good at Terrebonne, right we i don't know if you had a chance to see them but uh they already this week have beat ed white and Uhi high and looked good in doing it
1: yeah they really did they looked great at the Bone tournament i was able to see them play and um they you know they do a great job they have a consistently really strong program and and um
0: another was, purdue you know, becky yeah, madden right that's right exactly yep and Ben Franklin at, at number 9. Obviously we just showed highlights of your awesome match with them. uh Jody Pulizano's team uh a v- very strong contender in Division 2 again this year.
1: Yeah, they are, you know, Jody does a great job. Jody's another coach who who coached me. Um she coached me in the All-Star game and and did some work in club too with our team. So, um, you know, I've had a great relationship with her going back a long time um so it's fun you know her team's always good they're always going to be scrappy and tenacious and gutsy so um you know we have an annual game with with them um just because we always know it's going to be a great game
0: absolutely hey on the way out i just wanted to say thanks so much um We have had an unbelievable opportunity at VSN to be a digital partner with Newman Athletics over the last couple of years. And obviously a ton of football games. We've got lacrosse. We've got baseball, basketball. But, man, you know, as a volleyball fan myself, it's so fun to watch you guys on VSN. Thanks for being a part of the VSN family. Well, and thank you
1: for being be, you know, doing what you do. We have had the benefit of getting tremendous exposure for our kids through this um, and so it's been really a great partnership and we are happy to be a part of it.
0: That is awesome. Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck. It's going to be a fun run. You got a big lead in those PowerPoints in Division 4. You're going to be the one seed. It's going to be fun to watch you. Best of luck this season and I'm sure I'll see you again real soon and I'm serious. You... Jason, myself, we're sitting down, we're having lunch, and we're just talking about Purdue during those years that you were there. I can't wait. That'll be fun. Awesome. Thanks so much. Best of luck. Thanks, Coach. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. Time for us to take our first break here on Digging It. Again, brought to you by Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish, a great place to bundle your insurance. Homeowners, car, life, they've got it all. And Will Sermon and his group, just give them a call They are awesome dudes and big supporters of area high school and uh, sports in general. Let's take a break. When we return, we shift gears. Not only are we going outside into the sand, but we're going to talk college volleyball with Sean Taylor of Southern Miss after this timeout. Hi, I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau, real service, real people. Hi, I'm Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022 season.
1: Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75 years in the River Parishes.
0: Your are friends for life. Hi, I'm Aramir Melanson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will
2: Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in
0: your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport, the Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It, and it's time for us to go into the college scene. It's actually time for us to go into the college beach volleyball scene. Welcome back to the show. I'm Eric Ritchie, and we are pleased and honored to be joined by Southern Miss head coach Sean Taylor, who joins us in the fall, and we're talking beach volleyball, but coach, you've been a big part of VSN in the past. We've had you guys on uh, your matches with LSU and the Conference USA, and we've done stuff with you at a coach's clinic. It's Great to have you on the show. Welcome to Digging It. How's it going?
2: It's going. It's uh fall's a good time. Summer's a little hot here in the south, a little humid, uh, but the temps are cooling off and, and our game continues to warm up. So yeah, good time to be here.
0: Thanks for having me. You got it. And we're going to talk about a busy weekend that you have coming up, uh, a a tournament this weekend, a Fall Beach tournament at UAB in just a bit. But what we do with each of our guests is kind of get their background, how this whole volleyball thing started for you. And for you, it started as a player. Why don't you take us through how volleyball kind of got started in your life?
2: Yeah, I'll try to connect the dots as best as I can. But um, I grew up in Kansas where volleyball is not a thing. Um, <laughs> I was really, really fortunate to have a bunch of 20 something to 30 something year old guys that were around. Some of them had lived in California and chased the dream playing pro beach volleyball. Um, and so as a, as a young punk teenager, I was able to be around that. I was able to to practice, to train, to play and compete against those guys. And so I don't. We don't have beaches in in Kansas. I tell everybody <laughs> I grew up playing sand volleyball. Yes. <laughs> um, but that was kind of my my main intro. At the same time, my dad had also uh, grown up on a farm in Kansas, moved to the big city of Topeka, started playing a little bit of men's volleyball because he was at the YMCA working out, and they got him talked into starting to travel a little bit with them. Um, because Bill or Jim or somebody didn't didn't couldn't make it that tournament, so uh, they ended up sliding him in, um, and then that kind of parlayed into me playing some indoor and, and playing with the older guys, and so I actually had the opportunity to go play indoor at Graceland. Indoor wasn't my strength at that point. I don't know if I if I really had a strength, but I had a lot more experience <laughs> in the beach game at that juncture. Um, I'm fortunate internet was just taken off. So you can't go back and find video. Um, I'm not even sure if there's stats of me playing. Um, I will be brutally honest and say by the end of my career and early in my coaching, I became a really, really good player. I don't think I was ever a great player, um, but developed a lot uh, and learned a lot about the game at Graceland playing. I had changed my majors transferred because I thought I wanted to be an engineer transferred back to Graceland um, because I didn't see myself going down that path. It, and that extended my my academic career a little bit. Um, my my playing career, had I'd exhausted my eligibility. And so then it became, what am I going to do um, while I'm here finishing? And I had the opportunity to start as a student assistant and make a little bit of money, not make, get a little bit of my tuition reduced. Um, and be around the game. And for me as a player coming into volleyball really late in life, it was awesome because I wasn't ready to let that piece go.
0: And so it kept me around the game of volleyball. Um, and l- look, let me just jump in right there and just ask you because the coach that you played for, I believe, and then that you learned from is still there. Stu McDole, still at Graceland.
2: I, I wouldn't ever talk about a female because you're not supposed to date him, but he was there long before me. um and and college is in my distant rearview mirror and he's still there doing it um so yeah um and he's been a big part of of the growth and i think we're going to talk about kind of the growth of the beach game but he's been a big part of the growth of usa volleyball um at the junior ranks at the collegiate ranks summer camps and all those stuff they were doing that at graceland long before all this other stuff started happening
0: so you start coaching as a, as a student, really under Coach Stu at Graceland. Take us through your progression because I've got your bio right in front of me. It is an impressive run of coaching that you have had over the last decade and a half. How,
2: how, how long is the show? Because we could, <laughs> we could fill a show just with that. Kansas State, um, Kansas yeah.
0: Wesleyan, I mean, Balpo. No.
2: I, I coached under Stu and and Stu, Sherman. Stu McDowell is the women's coach, Stu Sherman, was my coach and the men's coach at the time. So I coached under students too. At oh, I got you. Okay. Got it. Got and, it. um, yeah, coached both men and women there. Um, I decided at that point, like coaching, being around volleyball was kind of fun to, to separate myself from other, uh, other candidates. Um, I felt I needed to go get a master's. And so when I started looking around, Kansas was in state and cheap tuition. Um, And looking at those schools, Kansas State was the top 25. I think they were, like, top 15 at the time. And so if if you want to be great, like, I think you got to go learn from the people that are doing it the the best. Um, And so just harassed Susie Fritz uh, (laughs) until she said, I will let you come be my volunteer. And then figured out how to finance. I I worked in the on-campus apartments to pay for my master's. Um, Finished my master's at K-State. Got to work and and be on the bench for three seasons there. Um, Coach Club, I was driving back and forth to Topeka Coaching Club. I feel like I was learning a lot in the gym. I wasn't, and and rightfully so, like I I didn't have a big voice in the gym. And so Coaching Club actually allowed me to take the ideas and the concepts I was learning and put them into play and actually get to rehearse and, and do some of that self so I could develop my own voice and and figure out what I wanted to adopt and, and take on and and how I was going to change and, and kind of establish myself as a coach. So did that through grad school. And then as many coaches do, um, started kind of bouncing around and had a had an incredible season as a head coach at Kansas Wesleyan. Um, that whole team got inducted to the to the school's Hall of Fame, and that was a very special opportunity to go back and share with those young women uh, made awesome. the move to Valpo. Yeah. Uh, 27
0: and eight that season.
2: We we did all right. Yeah, we did all right. And um, funny story. And any, anything I share, like I've shared with players or I, like, I don't share anything that I haven't had those conversations, but um, the first practice I called a former player at K-State who was in grad school with me. Yeah, And it was just like, I think I messed up. I think I made a mistake taking this shot because they were so bad. But like to their, like to be fair to them, they they hadn't touched a, a volleyball since the end of their season, which was like five months ago. Um, they were a bunch of blue collar, like hardworking Kansas and Colorado kids, and uh, yeah, they they believed in me as a young coach when I was still trying to figure things out. Yep. Um, I apologize a lot to my my early players that I coach. <laughs> and just say i'm really sorry i wish you i wish you would have me now uh because i'm much different and i i think i've I've grown a ton as a person and and as a coach um but yeah it it was special and the growth that that group made um the the roles that some of those players because i took a, a right side that was not a setter and converted her to a setter um and, and that was a hard process. That was, that was a, a trying process for her, but she had the personality. She had the grit to do it. Some of them accepting some different roles, the returning conference player of the year. Um, we, I recruited a girl to come in from, from Hutch Juco, Sarah Claiborne, that ended up winning conference player of the year. And so I had the returning conference player of the year who not had to take a back seat, but now had to kind of share a spotlight. And so, um, for for early in my coaching career, that was a very special experience. Um, and I feel pretty indebted. And so to get to go back and, and to share them going into the Hall of Fame a decade later uh was really, That's really awesome. cool and I thought well deserved for those young yeah. women.
0: Yeah. So so for, so from from Candace wesleyan and Valpo as an assistant in 08, that team went 25 and seven independence. Juco is a head coach in 09. You get a little closer to us at Arkansas state 2010 <laughs> and 2011, but then for a run, you're at South Alabama and Spring Hill. And I know a lot of players in the Gulf coast area, you know, that's on their radar to play for those schools. What was it like? How did you get to South Alabama and Spring Hill? And, and, and that's, it looks like you're, your progression from the indoor game ultimately to the beach game came at Spring Hill.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, my boss was out of a job at Arkansas state, which meant I was out of a job and that (laughs) happens. Yep. Um, And it would have been great had we been able to go together because he, he's a mentor and um, someone I still stay in in contact with a little bit. Um, But it didn't work out that way. And I had the opportunity to go to South Alabama I, I joke and I tell my I tell people like I went about as far north as you can, experienced <laughs> lake effect you know just outside of Chicago and I just started working my way south and I'll probably retire somewhere like Argentina <laughs> um, but yeah uh, had had the opportunity to go to South and coach there and was getting to the point where it just it, it was the same thing and I think. Hindsight, looking back, probably some burnout on my end and, and not, not doing a really good job of, of keeping balance in my life um, and, and just really, really driving and really and pushing myself and, and pushing the players. And the opportunity to move down the street, coach at Spring Hill. Uh, I knew going in that I was going to be the assistant indoor coach, and the plan was for me at, at some juncture to, to be the head beach coach um, and felt like it was going to be a great opportunity just to, to provide a little bit of change. Um, and and while the games both have volleyball in the title, they are two very different games in terms of how you prepare one team to now you've got to prepare six, seven, eight pairs that make up one team, um, on down to what you're doing technically and tactically. Yeah, so, yeah made the move down to spring Hill. And, and it was a great fit for me at the time. And, and both as, as you hit on, like both are great institutions. And I, I would say to any player looking like it's about finding that right fit. Um, and, and bigger isn't always better. Um, sorry to those people over in Texas, but you know, <laughs> bigger isn't always better. It, it really is about finding the right fit. And, um, for a portion of my life, South Alabama was a great fit. Um, moving to spring Hill was also a great fit because it allowed me to do some of those things and grow in some areas that I haven't. And so, um, with the help of Peggy Martin, um, a phenomenal mentor and, and a lady, if you don't know, holds the record for most wins collegiately. Um, it's one of those well-kept secrets, but she's been doing it for a couple of years yes. and, uh, was, was really appreciative that she, she gave me the opportunity to, take the beach program and run with it and to work with her on the indoor side. Um, I really did get the best of both worlds because again, I got to stretch and grow as a person. I got to have her as a mentor um, and see how she interacted with admin, because that's a big deal as a head coach Yeah, yeah um, right. and what she was willing to fight for and, and the things she was willing to let go. And, and um, yeah, just, just really have my fingerprints, all over both of those programs, um, from recruiting to coaching to to growing them.
0: Yeah. As the head coach, you take over 2017, that beach program, uh, 17 and 16. But then your last two years, 2018 and 19, you finish third at ABCA Small College Championships. That's like a 15 and 8 record, a 20 and 11 record. You get some success and then take me through the process of becoming the head coach at Southern Miss after some great success with the Badgers.
2: Yeah, um, again, like don't don't want to gloss over. I'm I'm here because of uh, there were a lot of players that invested in me and and believed in me at Spring Hill, and and you can say that about each step along the way. Yes. Um, but one of the things we did at Spring Hill was we wanted to go play the big dogs, and I thought I thought the players there really relished in the opportunity to, to go compete. And even though we didn't have a fraction of what a lot of these programs have. I shouldn't say a lot, but some of these other other beach programs have. Um, they showed up every day, ready to work hard and ready to compete. And I've seen us... your home
0: courts at Spring Hill. It's like two nets, maybe yeah. three.
2: Yeah, it's... and it, it's 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 great for training, great for practice. But when you talk about travel budget, um, I was by myself. Like I didn't really have a, an assistant coach, so um, we we made it happen. Um, and I scheduled really, really tough because part of my philosophy is if you want to be the best, you got to go play the best. And so year one and two, I think we struggled and, and we were going to struggle regardless. Um, but we played, we played some high level competition and that started setting us up in year three, year four. We really started to turn that corner, um, and lay the foundation year five, they were rolling, even though I wasn't there. And they've been able to sustain that. And so um, I've carried that same philosophy. I, I don't think it really changes, you know, program to program um, there. It was a lot about family and it was a lot about looking out for each other and doing the little things right. And here it's the same thing. So we're scheduling super tough. And if you look at our record these first couple years, it's not the greatest record. Um, but I feel like that's helping shape us. Um, that's helping forge who we are. And maybe we're not the best right now, but looking down the road two, three, four years, it's gonna help us just get better and better and and lay the foundation here for, for hopefully a long, successful beach volleyball program.
0: Take us through last season in that same philosophy, playing the big dogs. We have some video of you on VSN playing LSU in one of their tournaments early in the season. And again, um battling. That's the one thing I always noticed about the Southern Miss uh, players. Uh, they're always battling and playing teams like LSU and that West Coast trip you took as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think part of it is what we're talking about uh, and, and, and the dialogue we have. Like one of the things I, I tell our players, they should, you know, we might not be the best passer. We might not be the biggest hitter, but they should never question your heart and integrity. Like that should be something that just bleeds through whether we're winning or losing. Um, And then we can't control every facet of the game, but we can control our serve and we can control our communication. And so along with our heart and our effort, um, our serving has to be first rate and our communication has to be over the top. And um, we talk like a lot about specific communication, not the rah-rah. We want to celebrate the good stuff, but we also have to have specific dialogue in there. And so, um, they they've really adopted that. And I think part of it is recruiting the right kids and recruiting the right fit. And we're fortunate that there's, we've got some kids out of, out of your backyard in Louisiana that uh, grew up around volleyball, whether it's indoor or beach and and they've been exposed, but they're, they're gritty kids. And we've been able to kind of uh, recruit and, and piece gritty teams or gritty players that are again, bought into what we're doing. And so, um, I think last year was, was great in a way, and we talked about it at the end of the year. It was also frustrating in a way. Um, I felt like two years ago, we could go out, and, and Kylie and Abby were playing at our ones and, and very special players. I felt like they could beat anybody. Um, and the, the LSU fans are going to hate me, but I felt like even playing against Taryn and Kristen, we could go out, and if we were playing our best volleyball, Um, and we caught them not a a ton off, but just a little off their game that we could go beat Taryn and Kristen at the ones I didn't feel like two through five. And and it was just due to our youth, our inexperience and kind of where we were as a program, we could really compete, uh, against the better programs. And I think looking back at last year, we had so many, so many three, two losses, um, against really good programs. And it wasn't 3-2, like we eked out two wins on these courts and then got blown out. We we got these two wins and we lost really tough three setters or 26-24 if it was two sets um, on the on the three courts that we lost on. And so um, it was great because the year prior to that we weren't in the ball game. We weren't across the board able to really be competitive. Um and last year, I felt like against the good teams, we were able to be competitive.
0: Coach, what's it been like with Conference USA? I know last year was your first, uh, first go around with them. Uh, we caught you at Huntsville, Alabama in the Conference USA uh, tournament. Um, tell me about what it's like and kind of what the future looks like for Conference USA beach volleyball.
2: Yeah, well, we're, we're kind of on this carousel. So two years ago, we played CCSA. Um and at that point they were starting to break things out, and uh it, it was looking like Conference USA was gonna sponsor it and, and wanted to, to adopt beach volleyball. Um, and, and that ended up being the case. So we played, even though we were under the CCSA umbrella, we played all Conference USA schools. Um and then as things have transpired over really the last year and all the movement in collegiate athletics has been happening. Um, that's trickled down and impacted us. And um, for the other sports, they felt it was really important to make a move and and get more regional uh, because Conference USA is spread out from the East Coast clear to El Paso. And there's been talks of even maybe bringing in some schools, I think from New Mexico or maybe even further West. And so um, we wanted to get back in a scenario as an institution where there was some regional rivalries with South Alabama being right down the road, Troy, um, ULL, uh, you know, a lot of, of teams right here in the region that are, that are first-rate programs. And so as an institution, we made the shift to the Sun Belt, and then it left us in a little bit of a limbo. And what's going to happen, and, and the early dialogue was, we'll stay Conference USA because even though we were Conference USA, we had three Sun Belt schools, Georgia State, ULM, um and i'm on the spot so i'm blanking um coastal, not car- coastal, coastal, that's coastal it. carolina coastal yep. carolina yeah so yep. um there were three of those schools that had combined with the conference usa schools to help make a conference tournament um since then i don't want to get into all the political stuff but i can tell you moving forward that the sunbelt has has announced that they're going to recognize uh beach volleyball as a sport in their conference all our other programs, golf, volleyball, indoor volleyball, um, football, basketball, are playing a Sunbelt schedule this year. And yep. so I don't know kind of what the spring looks like exactly. We're, we're still trying to nail that down. Uh, but we are moving towards having a Sunbelt championship. Um, and I believe in addition to those three schools that I mentioned, Georgia Southern is looking to add beach volleyball. Um, and we're hoping we can we can work and help. Um, other institutions, whether they're Sunbelt or, or in the geographic region, um, adopt beach volleyball and, and get get other programs off the ground so they can come be a part of what we're doing.
0: Gotcha. That's tough. To, uh, you're right. You're not lying. in a carousel the last couple of years, CCSA, Conference USA, Sunbelt, and just kind of stay tuned, just kind of watch where everything is going. One of the things that we saw um, – last year, actually, it's 2021, uh, when the AVP Next Tour came to New Orleans. uh, It was a huge beach week at Coconut Beach, and they had junior clinics with collegiate coaches from all over the country. You were a big part of that, and I know getting to know you and meet you during that weekend, um, growing the game is so important to you, and Every one of the coaches had their own net, and I know you know you were working with with the hands, and we have video of that coming up as well. But growing the game was the ultimate reason why you came over here and worked with Joey Keener and Sean Ladig and those guys at that clinic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Joey Joey had reached out to me. Joey and Sean about the same time had reached out to me about being involved in, in that project, and they're like, "We're not sure, you know, we'd accept some feedback," and, and I said. Because we were coming out of COVID at that point, if I remember. And so we weren't even sure what our roles were going to be able to be at that point. Um, and so it, whatever I can do, like, I'll be involved. And I think part of it is um, coming out of Kansas where there weren't opportunities for males to play and, and just having to seek out and, and find my own path. And I played basketball growing up. I played baseball. I played soccer. And I was pretty good at those sports. Again, like not collegiate next level great, um, but volleyball was something that always resonated with me. And I think um, whether it was the team dynamic of the inside indoor side or the amount of touches you got on the beach side. And so one of the things that, that I've kind of carried with is if it's trying to figure out how we can get more boys playing at a young age, I'm all for it. If it's something that like growing the beach game, because um, and and certainly colleges investing in the beach game has helped the growth of that. Um, But if it's growing the beach game and and not everybody has the ability to live in, in great places like New Orleans that have a lot of beach volleyball, if we can figure out how those kids can get playing the game as well, I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. And you get the interest, too. It's like, obviously, high school players that are thinking about playing college volleyball get a chance to meet coaches like yourself at a Division I program. It's so important. And what you've done here in Louisiana, as I look at your roster, tell me how some of these players, like Kelly Galloway, who's such an instrumental part of your team, uh, from SSA up on the North Shore. Speaking of the North Shore, Taylor Pierce was instrumental on in your team last year. Mandeville. Madison Cassidy from Parkview Baptist. I know, I think she redshirted did last year she really wants to be a big part of this thing this year as well and morgan perry you got in this year's recruiting class out of st joe's take me through those players right there and how they fit in your program in a strong dose of louisiana over there in southern miss
2: yeah um yeah that that's the part of it and and just being honest and and coach coach hazelwood on the indoor side has really helped with the growth of volleyball in mississippi but uh, volleyball in the state of Mississippi, when you compare it to the other 50 states, is not strong. And in fact, there's still a fair amount of high schools that either don't offer volleyball for young women um, or have just started offering it in the last couple years. And so um, you start looking because recruiting tends to be pretty regional. Um, what Brandon Miglior, what Joey, what some of those other guys – uh, Bruce White. They have made an investment in youth over in the state of Louisiana, and therefore they were almost ahead or running side by side with the collegiate game in terms of the growth of juniors and the growth of, of collegiate volleyball. Um, Kelly, ironically, I didn't recruit. Uh, the previous right. staff member did.
0: She's and, a redshirt senior now, I believe.
2: Yeah. Again, with COVID, like I don't know how you score it, but <laughs> she's been here a while. She she's got some experience. Um, she's still knocking some things out academically for herself um, and able to be a part of our program. But um, I can tell you, she was one from talking to my prior assistant that just harassed uh, the indoor staff and said, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. I'm going to make it work. Um, and so she took it upon herself and and was, was one of those like, I don't want to say annoying flies that wouldn't go away, but she kind of was the annoying fly <laughs> that, didn't that wouldn't go away, go away <laughs> until they said, okay, we'll take you. Um, and I, I was one that reaped the reward of that because incredible human being. And as good as she is on the court, she's a better person off the yes, court. I agree. Um, loves, loves to work. Um, she's a busybody, And so whether it's playing indoor, playing beach, like I would see her after a two hour um, indoor practice and workouts I'd be pulling down the, the the trace which is the old rail to trail we have here in Hattiesburg that runs by campus yep. and from a distance I'm like man that girl looks kind of athletic I wonder what sport she plays and then I get closer I'd be like well that's Kelly um, so like just ton of energy and, and, and loves to be doing stuff and working um, made the move over to beach full time last fall um, and so I, I think She's one of those players, as we talk about in the beach world, she's really good at a lot of things. Um, and and indoor, because of her size, was limited to just the Libro DS position. Uh, but in the beach game, she's really good at a lot of things, and so she's been able to help us. Um, going down the list, uh, Madison Cassidy was one that... Um, that was She had actually visited right before COVID hit. And so we, we felt... We we kind of developed a rapport with with her and her family um, and knowing what she had done in high school, even though she hadn't had a ton of beach experience, was playing some as her schedule permitted in the beach game, but a whole lot of high school indoor club experience. And we really liked her athleticism and and what she did. um, And another good, good family. And and I think can't stress that enough. Um, You recruit the player, but I've learned... And that was one of those things that Coach Martin and I talked a lot about. You, you recruit the player, but you're really recruiting the family. Yeah. Um, and when okay. they're coming from good families, then your chances of getting a pretty good kid increase. And um, so, yeah, good family, um, great athlete, and had done a lot of things in the state of Louisiana volleyball-wise. Um, and so we're really on her early and after her, and, and great great to get her part of our program, um, it's tough to play as a freshman. And so we're finally getting to that part or that point in our program where freshmen aren't playing hopefully a ton. Uh, I, as a coach, I don't want to see five or six freshmen in our lineup um, because that means that our, our seniors and our juniors haven't put in the work or, or we didn't do our job recruiting well. Uh, but we're finally getting to that point and And Madison is kind of in that stage um, where She just needs time to develop and grow as a beach player. And and she's getting there. Um, And she had a great, great summer. I know talking with Coach Joey down there um, and even seeing her that now that she's been back in the fall, she's been continuing to progress and improve. So looking forward to what she's doing. Um, Taylor? Taylor Pierce was flying under the radar. And and Coach Joey, again, called me up and said, "Um, I don't know. Like, I think this girl is going to be pretty good. She hasn't been in the sand really much at all. I get her sparingly, um, but man, she's worth a look. And uh, the more I got to know Taylor, she is a fierce, fierce competitor. Yes. And, and she, she is super nice off the court and will do anything. And, and it's almost like the switch flips. And when <laughs> she goes on the court, if you're competing at anything, she wants to beat you. Yes. And she's not okay beating up on grandma and grandpa to get her win. It's not one of those. <laughs> she wants to win and she wants to win against the best. Um, and so she brings a lot of heart and a lot of fire and she's really adapted well. And then uh, Morgan Perry, as you mentioned, coming out of Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, uh, she played for coach Miller over there. Uh, coach Miller's daughter played started off indoor. That's um, right. Coach. Again, yes. Yeah. As a, as a, as a Libro slash DS player um, actually was out of volleyball for a couple years. And then once I got this job, communicated to me that she might have some interest in playing beach. And I pretty much told her in a nice way, she wasn't going to play because she was that far behind and that far out of volleyball. And to her credit, she worked her butt off um, and found a way to contribute in our lineup um, and just brought, a great attitude as coaches, kids often do, um, showed up every day with a positive attitude, ready to work hard and found a way into the lineup for her first year. And so, um, as we were looking and recruiting, um, uh, Morgan Perry was one that had come up again. Good family. Yes, uh, it, he- yes. it helps a lot when, when you know the coach, uh, because not all coaches are honest, but you know, the coach and, Coach Stevie had nothing but positive things to say about Morgan and her work ethic. Yes. Um, Not a ton of of beach experience, but one thing I've learned from Spring Hill is uh, that that comes with time as long as you're patient. And I feel that Morgan's going to grow and um, don't know what this year is going to look like for her yet, but um, great kid, again, with a a really hard work ethic. And so, um, yeah, the state of Louisiana has been good to us um, and we're not upset about it.
0: A terrific breakdown of the Louisiana players on your roster. And I can't reiterate enough what you said about the family aspect from the Pierce's and the Cassidy's and the Perry's that we know personally. And and I know Kelly uh, helped um, one of uh, my daughter's uh, indoor club teams not too long ago, and she is an outstanding person. So you got four great ones there, but let's not do the whole show on Louisiana players. I know you have a huge tournament coming up. It's huge because it's the first one, coach. You get to see these girls in the sand up at UAB. Tell me about what you hope to see, what your philosophy is as a coach, and what you know. What's you know? Just preview that match for us.
2: Yeah, I think uh, one of the interesting things, it's another shift or another. I don't want to say wrinkle because it's really it's positive growth for the game of beach volleyball. Um, but the ABCA, which is our coaches association, um, and they help with with um, educating with with uh, I mean, their they're, credit to them for beach volleyball at the collegiate level, even being here because they're the ones that really pushed and helped develop the format. And so they really have a behind the scenes role. Um, and sometimes they step to the forefront and they had the first ever collegiate beach championship down in Gulf Shores. That's right. After they had it running for several years. They kicked it over to the NCAA um, and the NCAA was off and running. Um, now their big movement is to get a Paris championship going. And so okay. like some of your other sports, uh, I think tennis has an individual champion or they play more individual competitions in the fall and more team competitions in the spring. The AVCA has said, we're going to do a Paris championship. Um, initially in, in collegiate beach volleyball, that was part of it. And, and they ran a pairs championship that coincided with the team championship in the spring. But they said the fall is a good opportunity for us to have a pairs championship. Um, and for us as coaches, I think it puts a little bit more emphasis on the fall. It it, it gives a little bit more bling, a little more glamour. And so in the past, uh, I think the fall was for developing players, and, and my mindset is going to be the same. It, it still needs to be when we're really developing players, technically, tactically. Um, But there's a little more merit to it. There's going to be the opportunity, and they're having it. And and this year, it's by invite only, um, kind of based on how things transpired last year. But they're going to have a Paris Championship in Huntsville. um, November. It's like the week of November 4th, 5th, 6th, I think. Okay. Um, And so I think that's going to change how – because – in the, I guess the other changes, um, it used to be we had four days, yeah. and so if I went and played Saturday and Sunday, that was two of my four days for the fall. Yeah. Um, they've changed that legislation for beach volleyball to where it's four events. So, nice. In in theory, if we went and played a five day event, and it's one event at at UAB, at Southern Miss, and Gulf Shores, wherever. That's one event and we get four events of those. Yes.
0: yes. And so
2: that transpired a little bit late. We weren't able to really factor that into our budget. And so I think this year is going to be kind of a figuring out year. Um, But I think the the falls are going to be a lot more competitive um, with some more tournament formats that are that are on par with what you'd see at a juniors championship or an AVP pro style event where it's a two or three day format. Um, which is, is really positive, I think, for, for our game and where it's heading um, and really nice for the development of our players. So looking at this weekend, I can say it's awesome. Um, I don't think we put any more emphasis on this weekend than we would on a practice or a conference championship, uh, but it's awesome because we get to go compete and UAB's pretty stinking good. <laughs> Georgia State isn't too bad. And there's a, there's a team over in LSU that's going to be there that that's, um, some would say is, is up there near the top. <laughs> and and some, some would probably be right. So, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see great competition in the fall. Um, and I think the fact that coaches are putting a little more weight into this in terms of how we shape and, and even sending Paris to the championship that the ABC, ABCA is having this week or this fall um, I think you're going to see a little bit more emphasis placed on the fall. Uh, players are getting after it a little bit more than they would be. Um, we're moving towards it's no longer like just scrimmages that, that are going to get reps. It's competitions that are help funneling you to the Paris Championship and maybe help qualify for the Paris Championship. On down to these might even start factoring into how lineups play out in the spring
0: well you just schooled me I didn't know that about the new format I didn't know that about expanding the events and now it's not just four days but it's four events and you talk about these pairs tournament that's exciting stuff because when you know ultimately all of your players have played in junior tournaments and that's what they do that's what they're familiar with as far as playing a championship in a Paris tournament over a couple days so that's exciting and you're right more emphasis on the fall. Now I'm, I'm looking forward to that coach.
2: Yeah. Is this where I get a mic
0: dropping out? I think it is. I think it is. (laughs) You've definitely given us plenty of your time and we certainly appreciate it as always entering your fourth year as the head coach at Southern Miss, Sean Taylor. Thanks so much and uh, continued success. Good luck this weekend and tell those Louisiana girls, we said hello.
2: I will do. I'll tell them all you said hello. Um, And thanks for having me on. and, And thanks. I think, um, and I heard part of uh, Coach Johnson from LSU on the indoor side talking about come out, come out. Um, I think one of the things that, that VSN and there's more and more people starting to recognize that whether it's indoor, whether it's, whether it's beach, um, that women's volleyball is awesome. And so I'd encourage you to get out and see it live, but I think your platform provides the opportunity and even some of the bigger networks have started picking up um, some volleyball. And so, I think we've kind of been in the shadows a little bit um, and, and title nine got women the opportunity. Um, I, I think we're, we're moving in a positive direction and and hopefully uh, we can keep getting exposure for these young women that are, that are working their butts off and and deserve it um, across the board, not just in, in volleyball, but yeah, deserve some exposure for for the hard work they put in. So thanks to you guys Appreciate for what you it. do.
0: Appreciate it. Great ambassador of the sport. That's Sean Taylor. Wish you the best. Thanks so much for being all part of the show.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Eric.
0: You got it. All right. Time for us to take a break on Digging It. When we return, we're going to go under the radar. Check out one of those players that Coach Taylor had before, like like a Taylor Pierce who was under the radar at Mandeville. Well, so is Kyra Morton at Desperhan. This is an awesome player. We'll introduce you to her when we return. (laughs) Hi, I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau, real service, real people. Hi, I'm Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022 season.
1: Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75
0: years in the River Parishes. Your are friends for life. Hi, I'm Aramie Malanson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport, the Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Time now for our Under the Radar segment. Whether it's a player, whether it's a team that needs a little bit more publicity, that's what this segment is all about. Welcome back. I'm Eric Ritchie. Again, back into the Digging It studios here in Desterhand. So I didn't have to go very far to catch up with this week's feature. That is Kyra Morton. She is an outside hitter, six rotation player for Destrahan this year. She played club last year for 15U, the national team for Ignite, and was a major part of that team that went all the way in the Premier Division, which is the second highest, just below open, went all the way to a fifth place in the nation finish in Orlando, playing big um, all the way out to the ESPN facility where they finish their season. want you to meet Kyra Morton and find out a little bit more about this player because this is a college-worthy player, and again, she's just a junior. Class of 2024, let's meet under-the-radar
3: Kyra Morton. Hi, I'm Kyra Morton. I'm number two, and I'm an outside hitter for Desher in high school. So I started playing volleyball like my eighth grade year and I realized I really liked playing. So I told my mom and we took it serious. I played my first year at club and that's when I knew I really wanted to start playing. What I like most about volleyball is being with my team and like cheering when we have like a good play, a good kill, a good dig. And like how I play, I'm very competitive and my teammates are very competitive. So when we all play together, it's just like a really good feeling. I really want to go to HBCU. I've been looking at Southern and other colleges. I really want to go somewhere that makes me feel like I'm at home. I'm very aggressive. I'm a good teammate and I like, I can bring good energy to a team. My club season last year was really great. We had amazing players. Um, we had a great setter, great hitters, great um, libero, great Diaz. We were very successful to go to top five, and it was just a really good feeling, like seeing that we can go that far with such a young team. <laughs> The experience playing Orlando was very fun, and it was a good experience for me. I really got a lot of competition that I've never like, faced before, and it was just really good, and I think it really made me a better player. The feeling of getting a kill is like really like a feeling like no other. Like, turning around and celebrating with your team or like the good play y'all just created, it's a really good feeling. I come from a very athletic family and a competitive family. My oldest brother, he plays at Tulane, and my second oldest brother, he plays at Nickel, which they both played at Destrehan, too. Both of my brothers both push me like as if they're the ones playing. They don't let me slack. My dad doesn't even let me slack, and my mom doesn't let me slack. They're all like on me to make sure I'm doing what I need to do and reaching to the best that I can be. So I have a 3.5 GPA right now. Um, My first semester is going pretty good, and my next semester is probably going to go pretty good too. Hi, my name is Addison Jimbroni, they call me Coach Jam, I'm first-year head coach at Destrehan, but this is my eighth year coaching volleyball. Kyra would bring such amazing things to a college program. Um, She is the most amazing teammate and leader Um, in our leadership program during the summer. She was picked out as one of the main leaders. She's able to lead other people on the court, um, telling them what's open. She's a huge communicator, and she's also just a great teammate cheering everybody on. She has really become such an amazing young woman um, throughout the course of this season and she has really started to uh, become a powerhouse for us. Winding up and scoring is Kyra Morton. Big kill for number two. I really had to step up this year to be a leader and I do like the, the challenges that comes with it. It really like makes me push myself to the best player I can be and the best teammate I can be.
0: There's Kyra Lahren back, firing, and that's another kill. Certainly wish Kyra Morton the best in the future. Fantastic player. It's going to be fun watching where she winds up. So that will do it for this week's show. And we are actually going to take a week off next week from digging it. Our director, Justin Thomas is going to be busy in San Diego at a wedding and visiting a former uh, friend of ours from CST in Los Angeles. So we wish him the best over the next week. Uh, I can tell you coming up, actually I said sacred heart was playing Newman this week. It's actually next week for Newman tonight. They have Vanderbilt the big game next week on the saw on, on the uh, volleyball scene, of course, is the pink game between the rivals in Division One. Crosstown Rivals, Dominican and Mount Carmel. will be live streaming that as your VSN, Your View, Match of the Week. Cannot wait for that one to unfold. If you've never been there, get a chance to go to Mount Carmel October 12th, next Wednesday and it will be an electrifying atmosphere, trust me. So that will do it for now. Again, for our guests, I want to say thanks to Colleen Lorzell. I want to say thanks to Coach Sean Taylor and wish him the best this weekend uh, for some miss at the beach tournament at uab our director justin thomas i'm eric ritchie so long everyone thanks for watching digging (laughs) it